Welcome to Level Up Chips, Devil Summoner Raido Kuzanoha versus the Soulless Army. Hello everyone and welcome to Level Up Chips where we talk about anything gaming and everything gaming. I am your host Michael Gonzalez and I am, uh, what, what do I say again? You're here with your lovely co-host Max and that's me. Wow, you know me so well. Yeah. This is why we're friends. Exactly. Roommates. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, how's it been, man? Like, what kind of games have you been playing? Uh, let's see. So, I mean, I traded in my old Switch because I got a OLED. And uh, I, got, I, got, I got a ton of, like, GameStop credit. So I st- spent that on No More Heroes 3 and Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Which are both very great games for different reasons. It's really, really interesting, yeah, looking at the difference between what video games can do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because you got No More Heroes where it's just gory action that is just really weird and fun. Mm -hmm. But then you got Monkey Ball, which is just gory action and filled with a bunch of fun. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And monkeys. And monkeys. Monkeys Also, Kazuma Kiryu. So, (laughs) Monkey Ball doesn't actually have a bunch of gory action. It's a rated E game where you just get a ball with a monkey inside of it, and you just kind of... Tilt the stage around. Tilt the stage around to where it is, and oh my gosh, the microphone was just about to fall fall off. off. I'm going to hold it for the rest of this. Um, Good idea. But it's a lot of fun, yeah. both of those. I've been mm-hmm. seeing Max actually be, uh, playing No More Heroes 3, and I played the first one, and I gotta say, this is definitely the true successor to no, the, the one. The one. one. Yeah. yeah. The first Two one. was kind of an, uh, a miss mm-hmm. in terms of like what makes No More Heroes so much fun. And then three, they kind of remembered, oh yeah, this is why they like No More Heroes. Mm-hmm. So... I'm happy. Yeah. I, I'm actually considering getting it at some point. Right. Um, but I mean, hey, when I'm done with it, I could just lend it to you, so. Thank you. Yep. Yes. Um, but for me, I've been playing, uh, I, I just got Dragon Quest Eleven. Mm-hmm. I've been playing that. That's been a lot of fun. Right. Um, I've been going through a lot of the demo stage, uh, you know, just going through everything that I've done before in the demo. Mm-hmm. Um, but no matter what, this is true dragon quest this is like the dialogue is great the characters are fun and the monsters have never looked better mm-hmm. um so you, you can't go wrong with the dragon quest game in terms of like an rpg right but otherwise the other game that i've been playing is gonna be talked about later on in the in the episode mm-hmm. um and you'll hear all of my Thoughts. stupid crazy adventures with it mm-hmm. um but why don't we get into some of the news? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Um, so, this one's kind of fun. This one's very, very interesting. Um, Tangentially related to Dragon Quest, also. <laughs> so, Dragon Quest is owned by Square Enix, and Square Enix uh, also owns uh, a lot of the Marvel games, such as the Avengers game that came out in... Ni- 2019? Oh, man. Was it 2020? I, it, I don't know. I think it was, yeah, I think it was 2019. No, it was 2020. It was, 20, it was like, wow. It was like third quarter, I think. I mean, it feels like it's just been here for so long, but not in a good way. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's just um, kind of like sitting in the corner. Just it's like, been a year, and it just feels like all know, the talk about it is just negative. You know, it's like, like it's in the, it's that, it's like that piece of clothing you have in the corner of your bedroom. It's it, like, you know what? That's just, like, part of it now. Like, it's in the back of the closet for a reason, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and I hate to break it to all those Avengers fans, because there actually are some. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be more disappointing news that we decide to uh, bring in. Apparently, Square Enix, during their um, uh, stock, uh, what was it? Uh, shareholders meeting. Shareholders meeting. meeting. Yeah. yeah, there it is. There it is. Shareholders meeting. Um, they're very disappointed in Avengers, and they basically said, yeah, Crystal Dynamic, the the developers of this, they weren't the right fit for this. And mm-hmm. it's never a good sign. When a publishing house 
directly blames a developer underneath them. It for... is terrifying for a developer to hear that because that's usually them saying, you're in hot water and if you don't make anything else good, you you might be gone. Yeah. You might be like Visceral Games, which mm-hmm. uh, got booted mm-hmm. under EA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... I'm hoping in a certain way that they are able to pick it up with that, you know, like the Black Panther and Hawkeye stuff that they brought in. Mm-hmm. I thought that would have changed things, but it hasn't, it's sounding more and more like Avengers is just getting worse and worse, mostly because it's really hard to actually keep a live game good, especially when a lot of it is about grinding. Yeah, that's um, Games as a service. Games as a service, it's a really tricky thing because you could do, like, MMO style where, yeah, grinding is kind of a thing. You know what you're getting into. But that's not what what the Avengers game ever set itself out to be. I'd say it's kind of more like a looter shooter. Like, kind of like Destiny. Destiny, but the weird thing is, at least with that one, you have, like, the PvP Mm -hmm. type of thing. You can't do that with Avengers. Yeah, no. It's all cooperative. It'd be, like... It'd be like Monster Hunter without the fun. Yeah, exactly. And that's where I think that the Avengers game is starting to get into its weird state because with all the grinding that it has, uh, they they added in this thing where if you like pay, you can get some XP bonuses. Mm. And people were very upset. Just like Assassin's Creed, baby. They were very upset. And just recently, uh, they took the, the paid uh, XP bonuses out and there is no way for people to get XP bonuses if they pay or if they don't pay. So everyone is just back in this state of grinding to a never-ending, or to a nonstop end. Yeah, yeah. So it's just sounding like they're not sure what they want to do with Avengers. Mm-hmm. And they, they just announced, I think, the uh, Spider-Man adding in. Um Hmm. So they're, I don't even know what to say about this, man. Like, Yeah, me neither. I don't like, know. Avengers is just, I, a, I want them to state, succeed. It's a state of limbo. It's always, it's a constant state of limbo. I want them to succeed, but they just keep doing stuff that's like, quit making it a game, you know, game as a service type of thing. Like, yeah. That, that's really all it comes down to. And I've heard that Crystal Dynamics didn't want that. Square Enix basically forced it to be, uh, you know, it's live game. Right. So it's, it's a really tricky game, and it's honestly just a, one of those train wrecks you just don't want to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, on a lighter note, <laughs> uh, Max, do you want to talk a little bit about this uh, game that just got you know gameplay revealed. gameplay revealed? Yeah. Uh, so yesterday, which is the fourth for us. Uh, Elden Ring gameplay got revealed in a trailer. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go watch it because it looks like incredible. It looks like uh, all the best parts of each like FromSoft game that's been made since like Demon Souls mm-hmm. has been rolled up into one tight little package. On top of that, with an open world, so I'm wondering how that'll work. But regardless, I am going to uh, pre-order it because, I don't know, I'm I'm a sucker for FromSoft. He is a sucker for some FromSoft as much as I'm a sucker for anything Metroid-related. Uh-huh. Um, fun fact, I have two copies of Metroid Other M. That's how much of a sucker I am. How do you have two copies of Metroid Other M? <sighs> it's a really funny story, actually. Hmm. Um. So I have one just from when I was a kid. You know, we owned it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I didn't like it. <laughs> I I 100% completed it, and I also beat it on hard mode, and I think 100% completed it in hard mode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't like the story. I liked the gameplay, and even now I don't like it. Mm. So why would I have a second one? Well, when I was pre-ordering for the uh, Nintendo Switch OLED model... Um, did you just buy another copy? I did not buy it. I was gifted it by a customer who was also pre-ordering for the OLED. 
um, it, which is really funny because he said, GameStop won't let me sell this. They Here say there's go. no value to it. Do you want it? And I said, of course I want it. It's Metroid <laughs> Other M. I want to be like Scott the Waz and just have like 12 copies of like the worst game in the series. Oh, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I mean, I guess if you've listened to the pod, been listening to the podcast, you guys would probably know that I like Souls stuff a lot. Back on topic. Sorry. No, uh, no, that's perfect. Yeah, so in Elden Ring, they got like stealth. They got, like, of course, the open world with a map, which is unusual for FromSoft stuff. Uh, they got, like, online co-op, which I was kind of worried wouldn't be in the game, and also invasions to go along with it. Uh, let's see, NPCs, in-game they actually have uh, facial animations, which is something that hasn't been done in any of the Souls games before. On top of that, the character models actually look like they're human this time. Would you say the Sekiro models actually looked I mean, fairly human? Yeah, yeah, they did, but, like, a lot of them looked like not, and that was the intention. It, definitely the yeah, intention. Yeah, to make them look like they were, like, something either more, like, less than human especially considering the whole storyline and the lore and stuff. But yeah, uh it just seems like it's just a like a all-stars of souls features. So, I'm looking forward to it. We're always looking forward to something mm-hmm. from software related except yeah. maybe not to me as much. Yeah, no. I'd be happy to watch you play it. Yes. Let's put it at that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the next, the final thing that we really want to talk about, which is kind of like this fun, interesting, and, uh, kind of quirky bit of news is GTA San Andreas is Mm -hmm. coming to the Oculus Quest 2. Uh, so with the success of Resident Evil 4 coming to VR and a lot of those games just kind of making their way to Quest... It almost seems like these ports are going to potentially save the the Oculus Quest. I, I don't see too many people, like, rushing to get one. But ever since they added in some games like, you know, the San Andreas or, mm-hmm. you know, Resident Evil 4, it seems as though this VR headset finally has some value to people who want to play these games like mm-hmm. have you seen some of the little like reels that they have for like resident evil 4 yeah yeah like they make it almost john wick like where mm-hmm. you can just be a total badass with like john yeah like wick hold style. yeah hold a shotgun in one hand and like a have a pistol in the other just and then yeah i've seen it it's so cool because you can yeah you can shoot them when you shoot them in the head like the villagers and stuff They'll be a little bit stunned, and if you get up close with the shotgun and stuff, you you kind of take the heads off. Uh, a little warning, uh, <laughs> but it's it's a lot of fun. It is some of this crazy zombie action that I have been dying to get, especially because I'm not gonna lie, the controls for Resident Evil Four is kind of not the greatest. So and yeah, it keeps the tank controls of the older games but still keeps that over the shoulder action mm-hmm. um so it's it's a really weird mix that i've never been the fan best fan of but mm-hmm. when it comes to like the wii version i feel like motion control really makes it feel better yeah um, it's understandable so when it comes to yeah it's gta san andreas coming to quest I don't know what that's going to be like. Are they going to have the hot coffee mod built into <laughs> it? What's going to happen? We'll never know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah, we'll, we'll we know there know. soon enough. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I just want to see somebody do the train mission in VR. I want to see them get uh, nearly hit by, what was it? Who Who's the big guy? Um, big Smoke? Yeah, Big Smoke. Where he <laughs> CJ's like... Big smoke, I, I, it's me! It's, it's me, me, Carl! Chill! <laughs> you broke into the wrong house, fool! 
That's what I want to see. <laughs> yeah, I just want to see myself almost getting hit by big smoke. No, 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 no. The biggest cutscene that I really want to see is big smoke ordering, ordering the... all the food. Yeah, from right. Yeah, I gotcha. The two number nine. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Whatever. The number nine large. I I just love it. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah, but we'll see. Um, and hey, Samuel L. Jackson also voice acts in it, so. Does he actually? Yeah, yeah, as uh, Officer Tenpenny. Now I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. I've never played San Andreas, so this might be the like po- potential the time. best way to play it. I don't know. You could. I mean, it's also like. Well, there is that remaster coming around. Very yeah, soon. yeah. I'd recommend that. Not personally, unless you want to pay like what was it four hundred fifty? No, 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 no. Okay, so an Oculus Quest 2 is about, like, 300 if you want the, the 128 gig, 400 if you want the uh, uh, 256 gig. Yeah, so unless you want to pay that, I'd recommend just getting the Definitive Edition trilogy. All right, that's fair. Trilogy. It is going to be on, uh, actually, it's going to be on Switch. It's going to be on... Uh, Pretty much all the platforms. All the platforms, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be a big one, but... Um, God, I don't even know how to, to transition into the next topic. I guess this is going to be the transition, people. Uh, sorry about that. But <laughs> we're going to be talking about RPGs from Atlas. Yes. Great game developers who give you Persona and the Shin Megami Tensei series. Also, Etrian Odyssey, I think. Etrian Odyssey, That's a different of course. thing. That's that, a whole different thing that we're not talking that's about That's a whole today. enchilada that really doesn't cover what we are going to be talking about. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, with with some of the re- reviews coming out for this new uh, Shin Megami Tensei game, 5, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people have been comparing the game to... The, uh, the Persona series. Particularly which, Persona 5. Persona 5, yes. Which, let's, let's just get into that first. Um, Persona is actually a game that came out after Shin Megami Tensei came yeah, out. Right. Uh, Persona is meant to be a spin-off, spin-off yep. of the Shin Megami Tensei series. But because of how much more marketable it is, uh, it's received much more attention also it's in smash brothers so a lot of people were like hey jokers in smash bros who is he and i noticed a lot of people start to started to know what persona is yeah exactly Um, it's actually really shocking just how much persona stuff has come out lately Mm -hmm. um and that that's the big thing like this is the fifth mainline entry of the smt franchise yeah and Persona, I mean, they, they get some spinoffs for SMT, but Persona, they get all sorts of stuff. You don't see SMT3 Nocturne getting a dancing game. You see yeah. Persona getting the dancing game. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, I think, again, that's due to the marketability of Persona. It focuses a lot more on, like, the characters and, like, making them actually, like, enjoyable as characters. Meanwhile, SMT, they're just kind of in the background. They're not the focus. Not at all. Yeah, no. Um, it, it's really interesting because with Persona, I feel like the main focus, the many themes that it has, is about making relationships with people, friendships, uh, you know, getting significant others, um, and just having those bonds that tighten up your soul and be, helps become you know helps strengthen you be, your yeah soul. strengthen your soul helps you to become a better person yeah exactly. there, there's a very positive uh tone to these games. message yeah um some of these can be dark i'd say persona 3 can get really dark in terms of um like death yeah the whole i mean thing is basically about like the existential dread of knowing you're gonna die and that, that's the huge thing about that game. You know, yeah. the, the theme is memento mori. Mm-hmm. Remember that you must die, which is one of my favorite quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they have all sorts of different things. They have all sorts of different messages that are very heartwarming and endearing. And it's really just all about those characters and uh, what drives you to really love them. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, with SMT, 
the conflict mainly exists in the games between the notions of chaos and order. That's been pretty much the yeah. main theme for it, chaos yeah. and order. Yeah, exactly. So battle. you end up having to choose between which side you want to take, and you have to, like, fight bosses. And, like, after a certain point, you have to fight certain bosses or whatever, depending on which path you took. It's a really interesting game, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite things about smt3 i got about halfway through and then stopped and it's mm-hmm. it's one of those games that if you you stop it's really hard to actually get back in mm-hmm. um but i i absolutely love it i i would re- say though this game is very difficult yeah um it, it doesn't really focus too much on those friendships it really doesn't give you time to kind of space out some of those battles that you mm-hmm. have this is just an RPG. Yeah. There's nothing about it where you're really going to villages and mm-hmm. talking to people. Right. This is this post-apocalyptic world, usually, where you are trying to survive in this world filled with demons mm-hmm. and trying to... Most of the time, the most of the end goals is really just deciding how this world will end or how this world will be. Live, yeah, be for the rest of eternity. Yeah, exactly. Chaos and order. Yeah. Will which one will you choose? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it really is interesting because they give you so many different morality dilemmas. There, there's just whole bunch of you know. There's a lot of different ideals, mm-hmm. you know. There, there are those people that believe there should only be peace in the world. There should be, you know, people who can judge. Mm-hmm. And there are some people who say, no, why do, who says what I can do? Yeah, yeah, like I should, I can do what I want. I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. This is what the world has shown me. Yeah. People are only there to, to make you suffer. Right. And while people say no, people are there to improve things, mm-hmm. help make you feel better. And uh, that are still a sense of order. There we go. It's there. There's so much about it that is really interesting. There, in a certain way, it is. Would you? I, I don't even know. I, I would honestly say it's like the A twenty four film type of like thing of you. You really have to look at the different angles at it. You have yeah. to look at the different meanings. Right. Um, and sometimes you don't have to do that. You never have to. It just makes the, the story more interesting because half the time you are a sole person in this desolate world. Just running around and... Trying to, to get to your end goal while being attacked by demons. Yeah. And, and this is the really fun part about the SMT series. Um, when you have a party of players you know most most rpgs now they they have a set list of characters that you can play you know with Mm -hmm. um people that you you meet along the way that are cool fun Mm -hmm. uh you know chrono trigger type of story um or final fantasy Um, pretty much most rpgs tend to be more character based they tend to have you know more tightly written a smaller cast of tightly written characters yes. so that you don't so that you can get attached to a small group rather than like an army of like characters with like no personalities but with different abilities which is where the demons come in smt is very interesting interesting because of that because in a certain way people compare it to pokemon mm-hmm. with the uh amount of demons that you do come across you will come across a couple hundred uh demons mm-hmm. and basically they will come at you like enemies they will be in a herd in a party and most of the time you have to uh talk to them you mm-hmm. know say hey would you want to join my party and most of the time they they have certain personalities to them you know you have to sometimes they say hey give me some of your Life points. Give me some of your money. Or give me some of your money. Sometimes you have to accept that. And they're like, okay, seems like you're a little bit trustworthy. Yeah, you're reasonable. You're reasonable. And 
sometimes they might ask you again, hey, could I get some of that SP of yours, mm-hmm. you know, uh, magic points? Yeah. And you might say yes. And then they'll or be like, hot sucker, and yeah. then they run away. <laughs> There's that whole thing of chaos in that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to put your foot down and say no. That's when they know, okay, you actually have some authority. You yeah, you know, can stand up. You have some respect for yourself. For me. Yeah. So sometimes they'll ask you questions like, hey, what do you think about this thing? Mm-hmm. And you have to give your opinion. If they like it, they might join your team. If they don't, they might keep fighting you or they might run away. I mean, my favorite one is, uh, what is it? Like, I can hook you up with some hot babes. And then you could just say no or like, yeah. <laughs> and that comes from... <laughs> My favorite thing for is that that demon is uh, the Jack Frost, which no, it wasn't Jack. I Frost. I thought it was it Jack was... Frost that said it. No, uh, Jack Frost speaks a lot differently. Oh, he does the yeah. hee ho. Yeah. Uh, so to those who don't know, this demon particularly uh, is like the mascot of SMT. His name is Jack Frost. It's like this cute little, little white snowman. snowman. Yeah, and he like says like hee ho constantly he'll like play it into his sentences um he there's a lot of different demons and i love that about this game because Mm -hmm. there is a horror element to it you know with all the different demons some of them can be cute some of them can be the most horrifying creatures you have come across ever Uh, Um, satan like yeah satan or something Mm -hmm. um it's really really creepy most of the time you're just there like oh my gosh and you know, there there still is the horror in the gameplay elements of you're in this desolate world. You don't have no idea when the next save point is. Mm-hmm. It's a difficult game. Very difficult. Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, what was it? In contrast, in Persona, uh, because we're still talking about the comparison and the contrast and the contrasting elements, uh, in Persona... You tend to go around, like, a more populated world. Usually it's, like, a modern setting. Uh, Persona 5 is in Shibuya. Yeah, it's in Tokyo, just in general. Uh, Persona 4 is in a rural Japanese town. Stuff like that. Uh, You know, that plays into the social element, where you're going around talking to people and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, And then there's usually, like, a separate pretty much dimension for the actual RPG part. And in almost every Persona game, save for, like, I think one has it and five, uh, there are no negotiations with the enemies that you fight. No. You just kill them. (laughs) You kill them, you take them out. They're usually not even the demons. They're usually shadows. Yeah, which are... Um, like symbolic representations of bad human souls. Yeah, bad. No, just the worst parts of humans. Okay. Yeah. Well, when they get strong enough, it becomes that. But yeah, and the main way to get personas, which are effectively your demons, it's kind of like stands in JoJo. Uh, so yeah, they just kind of like give you powers. Yeah. Um, right. So it's. It is very different because mm-hmm. with that one, you... Obtain them through, you, like, the card shuffling thing. Card shuffling through buying them in this compendium, like a Pokedex. Yeah. Um, And you can, you know, like, negotiate them and they might, like, join your party. But they don't really play the biggest part in the game. Mm-hmm. While in SMT, they are your party members. When yeah. you negotiate them, when they join you... Those are the people that are right beside you, and you fuse different demons uh, to, to get stronger, stronger party members. Yeah. You can't grow attached to these things, otherwise you can't play the game. Yeah, you can't win. Basically, you know, as, as sad as it is, and this is the kind of brutal aspect of SMT, you can't grow attached to things. You have to think of your party members as almost tools. Yeah, as opposed to friends. And that really is what it comes down to with SMT versus Persona. Persona, 
it really is about those connections. It is about who, what, you know, what people you really like, what people you really don't like, what stats they have, what they don't. Um, and, you know, you get to keep them. You get to talk with them. You get to know who they are. With these demons, you kind of get a gist of who they are. Mm-hmm. But if you try to say, oh, they're cute, I like them. You know, it can't, it can't be like Pokemon where you just have that one, like, starter Pokemon that you keep leveling up and you make them go through everything all the way to the Elite Four and they just kind of carry the team. Yeah, well, to be fair, Pokemon is a game made for children while SMT is a rated M series. This is true. <laughs> this No, this is very true. And that that's where, it, you know, it is a very difficult game. But I guess in, you know, in comparison to what Pokemon people think, yeah, you have to fuse those demons to get those stronger, you know, party members Mm -hmm. to continue on the games. There might be some that are really good that you can keep. That's not likely, though. Very unlikely. Mm -hmm. Um, But otherwise, stats are, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Go ahead. What was it? You know, I was about to say something. Um, well, I think the big thing about this game that I love is the gameplay when it comes to turn-based battles. Yeah, um, um sorry. No, uh, yeah, ahead. so, yeah, they share, Persona and SMT, they share a basic structure that each party member has a single turn to do whatever, except there's a system called the press turn system where uh what was it um if you hit enemy weaknesses or i think do critical hits yeah even do critical hits yeah then you get a turn added onto your total so you can just keep going so let's say you you have four party members mm-hmm. they already have four turns yeah um if one person out of the four gets uh, a weakness or a critical hit, they get one extra turn, so now you have five turns. Yeah. Um, let's say the second person gets a critical hit. Also, that means you have six turns now, and it continues, and the max amount you can get is eight turns. Yep. Um, now, let's say you have four party members, and the first person misses. Mm-hmm. Well, this is SMT exclusive, Yeah, by this the is way. Shin Megami Tensei ex- uh, exclusive. Um, so if the per- first person misses, then that means their turn is done. They didn't hit anybody, but that also means the second person, uh, just lost their turn as well. I thought, I thought it was like the last person. Okay. Loses so yeah, yeah. Their turn. So the last person loses their turn. So that means you have two turns left. It's player two and player three. Mm-hmm. Now let's say player two misses. Well, they lost their turn and player three just lost their turn, meaning, all the turns are done. Now it's the enemy's turn. And they also share the same benefits and weaknesses. But, yeah, if you miss enough, a battle could just be over, like you're done. And an enemy also has the same exact yeah. uh, turn-based style. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's they... what I meant. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the enemy has the same style of, yeah, if they hit a weakness on one of your people then they get an extra turn. Mm -hmm. So they could potentially just slam you Mm -hmm. so hard. Um, And and Max has actually talked to me about this before, about how SMT really is the Dark Souls of the RPG just genre. Yeah, exactly. Um, And and I know that's a... That's a... Overplayed and reductive argument. But... (sighs) From what you said, it actually does have some merit here. Yeah, exactly. Um, would Would you want to explain just a little bit about how that comparison of works comes into yeah. play? Yeah. So, I think it's just due to the fact that you know the learning curve is incredibly steep. Like, you start off, it's fairly simple, very simple, and then it eventually it like climbs dramatically. Like, it literally just drops you into this world where every, like, random encounter can potentially be lethal. And every single one. You just, you just got to deal with it. In that aspect, it's like Dark Souls. 
but I'm not going to say it's like it in any other way except for, like, the, I guess the vagueness of its story. Well, I, I, you, you mentioned about how it basically forces you to learn the rules. Yeah, yeah, right. That's a that's another thing I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, SMT and Dark Souls. Uh, sorry, yeah. Hmm. A little bit farther back, sorry. No, I... Just saw a little bit of clipping. Okay, sorry. No, you're good. So, uh... They both pretty much force you to play by their rules. So, like, if you try to brute force the systems, you're just going to get punished super hard for it. Absolutely punished. That's why, in my opinion, a lot of people, like, get pushed away from these games. Because they just think that they can, like, come in and have a super simple time with these games when that just isn't the case. they got to learn how it works and play within those rules in order to have, you know, a fun time. And it, honestly, the more and more I'm thinking about SMT, the more and more I am actually starting to think of comparisons of Dark Souls Mm -hmm. because it is a well-known RPG series for its difficulty. Uh-huh. I mean, it is literally like the the action RPG. Like, oh, don't don't play Dark Souls. It's extremely difficult. People are like, I like a good challenge. They get their ass handed to them. And they're like, no, I, I don't want to play this. This sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people have that same mentality for SMT. And if you do play by their rules, if you do... Because the, the cool part about SMT is... Um, the, the first big boss fight in SMT3 Nocturne uh, that, that you encounter, the first big, big bad boss... Is, One of the fiends. Yeah. ...is uh, the Matador, which is this demon that is looking to uh, try to take you out and take something of yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy is very difficult if you do not play by the rules, which is... Um, what he likes to do is basically Boff use buffs mm-hmm. and uh, uh, debuffs on your your party. Mm-hmm. So when he uses his moves, he's not attacking you at first. He's making it so the entire party is more susceptible to missing mm-hmm. and also getting hit by the matador. They're they're more likely to get hit by the matador. Yeah. Um. So what that means is. Once it's your turn, let's say, you know, par- uh, p- party member one and two, they try to attack and they both miss. All right, it's the Matador's turn, and it does the same exact debuff on your entire party. Then that means, more than likely, the rest of the party is never going to hit. It is more likely that they are going to miss than hit. And it is more likely that they are going to get a crit or get hit even worse by the Matador. So mm-hmm. at this point, he has played the game so well, so nothing can be done. You guys are dead meat. Mm-hmm. And the best way to get around that, that they kind of teach you is, okay, what I can do is negate all those stat debuffs. Mm-hmm. I can actually do that to Matador. I can say, all right, you want to play this game? Well, let's do it. And you make him start missing more with debuffs. You put yourself into more buffs, so you hit more likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, that's exactly what Dark Souls kind of teaches you. Like, yeah. All right, learn the rules. Yeah. It's a very simple game after that. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially, I feel like the buffs part kind of coincides with the fact that after a while, Dark Souls is like, all right, enough. You have to stop blocking. You have to stop using your shield because... It just doesn't work against a lot of attacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just like to have it because they look cool. But, like, usually I just put it on my back and I two-hand stuff. But, yeah, uh, it's kind of like that in in that aspect. And, and I, I'd say, like, with Dark Souls 2 and SMT, once you get past that barrier, the world that just kind of unfolds in front of you can be so beautiful Mm -hmm. and you know some of the greatest rpg experiences you can get yeah uh smt i was obsessed for it for a while i was just non-stop playing it and i'm sad that i got away from it because from what i saw with the story with 
the the world the setting it was this really creepy very like spooky setting this you know there was never a feeling of security this entire time i have been playing mm-hmm. it always feels like they are going to flip the the table and just say no this is how you're going to play i have no idea when things are going to be like all right this is my way and then they'll say no it's never been your way mm-hmm. and they change the rules so quickly you never right. know it and i love that about the game right okay so in terms of persona because we're still comparing it to yes. that too yeah exactly uh it still has something like the press turn system except when your party members miss they don't lose a turn or they don't lose two turns no and uh on top of that when you hit weaknesses you get the enemies get knocked down and if you knock down all the enemies in one like cycle you get access to an all-out attack which is a massively damaging aoe thing area of effect yeah yeah um it's a really fun time, too, because most of the time they're very animated. They're always really fun. And, um, yeah, once you – once you, it's always kind of like a puzzle mm-hmm. in a certain way because as soon as you get the all-out attack, like, you feel like, all right, I know how to take them out in a strategic manner. Yeah. And also, uh, each protagonist of Persona games uh, has access – is because the whole game revolves around tarot cards – and, like, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like, each character represents... Or each major character represents one of the tarot. Uh, the main character is usually the wild card. Mm-hmm. Which means that they're able to have multiple personas. Because they're pretty much just a blank slate. And when it comes to the major party members that you have... Uh, they're just limited to one arcana. Yeah, so um, one persona. One persona. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is very interesting to see how that plays out. But in a certain way, um, Persona is very much the... It's an easy game to get into. Yeah, it's definitely more simple. It's more beginner-friendly. Than... I'd honestly say if you're looking to like play a good uh, story-based... Uh, you know, story-driven RPG. RPG. This is like some of the greatest stuff you'll get. Mm-hmm. When it comes to SMT, if you're looking for a, a fun, challenge. challenging experience that really gives you that rewarding feeling, um, this is definitely the game for you. But just because they have the same demons, just because they have some uh, like comparisons in terms of RPG elements... These are in no way the same. Yeah, exactly. And it does make me a little bit upset and disappointed to see reviewers saying that SMT is Persona 5 without the heart. Yeah. Uh-huh. I haven't played you know, Shin Megami Tensei 5, but for the past couple of entries of the Shin Megami Tensei series, they have done that same exact comparison. It's not Persona. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have that heart of persona, and that's not what it is trying to do. Mm-hmm. You can't compare it and then say it's not that great because it's not persona. Mm-hmm. It'd be like saying Call of Duty isn't you know like good because it's not like Battlefield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's reductive. It's reductive, very reductive. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I will say, uh, key similarity between these two games. These two series, uh, both have music that absolutely slaps. Very good music. Absolutely Mm -hmm. killer music. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the next big transition into the final segment of Level Up Chips, uh, which is Game of the Week, where we talk about the random game that we just picked. And this week, we we are talking about the game I am obsessed with, that has fantastic music as well. Metroid Dread. Oh my gosh. What a game. This is just absolutely killer. Um, and Max hasn't exactly played it, but he's seen me play I, through... Like the whole game, pretty much. Like five times. Yeah, exactly. You saw me do like... Yeah, you've probably seen me do it about five times. Yeah. I've done seven runs, but each run has been very different. 
Um, I, <laughs> I'm just going to get into my little thing about why I love the, like, different runs you can do about Dread. Wait. First, okay. let's bring out the basic premise of the game. All right, all right. Because all right. We, we can't get into all the stuff you can do with it without yeah. that. Okay. So, uh, pretty much this game takes place right after Metroid Fusion, which is like Metroid 4. And... Uh, Dread is meant to end the saga of the, Metroid. Of the mainline series Metroid games that mm. have been 2D this whole time. Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, in Fusion, there was this thing called the X-Parasite, which was, like, a alien thing that can turn into different, pretty much any living thing and control them. If you really want to know the story of this game, I would highly recommend going to our previous episode talking about the history of Metroid yeah. and some of the story premises. But yes, this X-Parasite is very dangerous. It can copy just about anything, including Samus. Um, which it did. Which it did in Fusion. <laughs> and it made it a, a very, very powerful and deadly foe. Um, but at the end, it seemed like all the X-Parasites and all the Metroids are extinct. There is no no versions of them left. But on this unknown Wait. planet called ZDR, it was shown, someone kind of leaked a video showing that the X-Parasite is still alive. Mm -hmm. So Sam is with her Fusion suit that can fuse with the axe parasite yeah um, she's like part metroid she is part metroid since she was infused with some of the dna mm -hmm. she decides let's go there take it out we're good this this will be it um so basically in this game she is it's the greatest oh. feeling wait mm -hmm. also the galactic federation sends in before they send samus in they send in these robots called emmys which are, like, research bots bots that each have, like, different abilities to go in. Or, no, not not yeah. that. Yeah, uh, well, well, we have, we, yeah they, they came in to just find Co the X-Parasite. X-Parasite and they... potentially get rid of it. But they lost communication with those, so they're like, okay, Samus, go in there. And she's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. And... The game starts off with Samus encountering a, a, an unknown um, Chozo, which yeah. had never been seen before. They, from what we had known, Chozos uh, were extinct. Mm -hmm. They were, you know, basically Samus is kind of the only living thing that kind of knew the Chozos, mm -hmm. and she immediately, you know, got attacked by this unknown. Chozo, mm -hmm. and she lost some of her powers, and now she's in this planet with all these Emmys, too, which, as she's trying to get to her planet, these Emmys, that, which are indestructible at first, um, you know, they're, they're going after her for some reason, mm -hmm. trying to, to kill her. Yeah. You know, these, these are things that can insta-kill you if they grab a hold of you, and it's terrifying at first, you know, because... You have to hide. You have to go around these things and make sure you don't get caught. And, you know, later on, you get these uh, powers uh, every now and then that allow you to take them out. But most of the time, you are in these zones for Emmys that just make you feel very vulnerable. I guess you could say they make you feel a sense of dread. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Um, but I, that, that's the thing that I love about this game, that it has the perfect level of making you feel super powerful, but at the same time, when you get in those Emmy zones, you are humbled so quickly mm -hmm. because they can insta-kill you. You can get out of some of those grabs, but it's very difficult to do that. Every time I do it still, you're kind of like, ah, I did it, finally, and then you get caught again in the die. Uh, sometimes that happens. But, yes, you, you're basically going through this. Uh, my first run in normal mode uh, took me about eight hours, give or take. Yeah. Um, and it was a ride and a half. I loved it. It gave you that closure that you needed for the entire Metroid saga. It gave, you, gave me one of the greatest final bosses that I think I've experienced in a game, mm -hmm. uh, potentially. I still got, like, a good year to... 
officially say it's the greatest boss fight ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, after that, I was, you know, playing this game. It's difficult at first. You know, I was fighting tooth and nail. And once I finished it, I was huffing and puffing. And the game said, hey, if you really want, you could play this game on hard mode. And I said, there's a hard mode? What? Mm-hmm. You can't be serious. I'm not going to do that. I did it. I, I played through the entire thing on hard mode. And that took about good five hours, maybe six. Mm-hmm. And after that, I speed ran through the normal mode. I speed ran through the hard mode. I can beat normal mode now in about two hours and 45 minutes. And hard mode in three hours and 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm lucky to have that. Um, and the latest run that I just did, oh boy, is a 0% completion, Mm -hmm. which may I just say, not a smart idea, but super fun. Mm -hmm. Basically, let me just explain it really quickly. Um, this run was like, I didn't get any of the missile upgrades. So I only had the base 15 that you get at the beginning of the game. I only had 99% energy, which is just, I'd imagine that's like a heart piece, mm-hmm. like one heart piece. Yeah, it's probably like the three hearts you have Three hearts default. in a Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the three hearts in a Zelda the, the, game. The, the three heart challenge. That's basically what I'm doing, mm-hmm. where I don't get any hearts, which are E-Tanks and Metroid. I don't get any of those. I don't get the missile upgrades. I am just playing it through with some of the items that are required for me to go through. It was absolutely difficult. I'm a little bit surprised I was able to finish it, and I was able to finish it the the normal mode in, in about, three and a half hours. Yeah, in about a day, because it doesn't record uh, the time it takes for you to, like, fight a boss and die and then retry, so... I'm very shocked I was able to do it, and may I just say... I got the most rewarding feeling after that. I was kind of this buzz that I felt like king of the world. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing it on hard mode, but this game has the greatest feeling of progression, of just rewards, and the boss fights are some of the greatest you'll encounter in a game for a while. Maybe, mm-hmm. uh, maybe I don't know. I, that That's how I feel still about this game after one month. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that I have been playing through it, through this whole thing, uh, for a whole month, it really goes to show this is my game of the year mm-hmm. for 2021, and that is no easy feat, because mm-hmm. I almost gave it to Returnal, and yeah. that game is killer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but is there anything else that you'd like to say about Metroid Dread? Uh I mean, if you're interested, go buy it. Don't emulate. Don't pirate don't em- it. No, pirate it. Don't emulate it. Give Nintendo those sales so they know people like Metroid. Metroid. Because so. I need it. I need Metroid. I need more Metroid. Give it to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that, that's all I have. And I think that's all Max has. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, join us next week as we talk a bit more about uh, Animal Crossing and the DLC that just came out. Uh, but until then, see ya, everyone. Bye. Bye. Sorry. <laughs>